0: Presented by Tuned Up Custom Rods.
1: Did I actually hit it on the right time? You got, you got I wasn't it. even paying
2: attention that <laughs> <I> time. <know. laughs> Tom got really excited for
1: a second. He got a lot of. He's, he's like, "Don't give me a countdown! Don't give me a countdown! Just, just wave when you're ready." Yeah, because
0: you give me a countdown, and my <laughs> short attention span is only five seconds, so I forget what I'm doing, and then I either come earlier go late well you got it you got it you hey, got it. you're Dan, in the zone Dan, we have a guest tonight we what do are we, are we gonna butcher his name i'm not i'm gonna do my best but
2: you just sent me a very misleading text so. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to look at the
0: text why because you're gonna say it aren't you i'm not gonna try i'm trying not to say it i'm trying not to we have ryan seacrest in, in studio tonight you know that's not what you texted me either <laughs>
2: ryan welcome Thank you. So we
0: have Ryan Gabrood in you the studio You did it today. right. I know.
2: Even though you sent me Ryan uh, Go Nuts, it's not, <laughs> that's not who we have here. We've had Ryan in the studio before, although yep. you were in the old shop. Yep. So Ryan, if, you, if you've if you been a long time listener and you go back uh, to last year, Ryan is the CSO for Freedom Bates, who is our founding sponsor, unless we count tuned up, but I don't know if we do.
0: No, we can't do No, because they're our over. presenter. Yeah, they're
2: presenting <laughs> us. It's different. Different. So welcome back, Ryan. Thank you. Um, And uh, gl- glad you could be here. Uh, we haven't been in the studio for a couple weeks because producer Tom, myself, and John. And our entire shop had COVID. We all got the koof.
1: We, yep. we all got the, we got the vid. Corona.
2: Yeah, we got yep. it. Uh, some of us worse than others. I, I definitely was the easiest of the three. I think
1: you were the easiest, yeah. We... Danny and I both got it from our brother at Christmas, Omicron John.
2: Omicron John.
1: Passed it on to us. I didn't pass it on to you. Guys. No, no, our, our brother, brother. Oh. At Christmas time. That's
0: right, because you guys
1: all got it. Right? All of us. Well, Mickey doesn't believe in getting tested or anything, so. <coughs> I didn't technically get tested. I asked tested. Mickey
2: for a couple days how he felt, and he told me
0: that he was hungover.
1: Yeah.
0: I was like, you're still hungover. <laughs> well, it's, it's amazing.
1: You, had, a you didn't get time. tested,
0: John? No, I just had one of those at home tests. Oh, that's, you got that you You tested yeah. positive. Well, I, I know, but they tell you it doesn't count. You're supposed to go in and get swabbed. I mean But it was positive and then my wife tested my daughter and it was positive, and then she tested my son and it was positive. And then two days later she tested herself and it was positive. So yeah. we all had it at the same time.
2: In my family it was me first, then Devin and then Allie and Greta got it at this got it of like a week later. It was a long time before they got it. And Kira never tested positive, but she's fully vaccinated, and she didn't have any symptoms, so it wasn't necessary to test her. And, although I'm sure she probably had it.
1: And you, and, well, and you were isolating into your little dog room, right? For the whole time, uh, I
2: was. Yeah, I spent ten days on a couch in my in my toy room or office or whatever you want to call it. I got to watch all of the morning show, though. <laughs> it's pretty good.
1: I watched the entirety of Netflix while I was. You watched all of it. You finished it. I finished it. They said you're you're done. That's it. So, it was not the vacation I wanted to have. The it wasn't the great like Christmas slash uh, uh, New Year's break. It was. It was not very fun. But I I,
0: took a week off to go ice fishing, and what did I get? COVID. You got COVID. Yep. (laughs) And I was
2: on my my Christmas break from school, and and you know wherever you fall on the vax list is you know that's beside the point. But I was planning on getting the booster shot because I was, as a teacher, I got my first shot of vaccine in, in January last year. Yep. So I'm almost a full year away from when I got vaccinated. Me as well. And I wanted to get the booster, but I wanted to wait until after Christmas because I felt awful after the second shot. And I didn't want to be sick during Christmas.
0: Now I heard it's because if you get the second shot, it's because you actually had COVID at some point before that. No, but I don't believe that because I've I've
2: heard that you—the worse you feel—is indication of prior illness. But I don't know if that's true.
1: No, I. It's because the worse you feel is the better the better immune system you have. It's like older people have a less of a chance of feeling.
0: Oh, it's your body doesn't react as much. Exactly, and I am. a modern marvel because
2: <laughs> on the inside yeah i i, I felt i, felt yeah, I like would crap. agree i felt you like agree. crap for
1: like a day and a half after my second booster yeah like, i
2: didn't i felt worse on my booster than i did with covid
1: i i will not say the same i felt worse with covid
2: but yeah it was kind of funny because i was planning to get the booster right after christmas and then we all got it on christmas eve yep so omicron john omicron john not, me. Now, not, not you. me. not me not me you. not you. me <laughs> Although you had Omicron, too, and your name is John. I, I don't know what You I might have had Delta. You didn't feel good.
0: I did not feel good. Four days of sleeping, which that's, is probably the most sleep I got in 2020 and 2021 combined. Yeah. yeah.
3: That's the way it was for me when I got it. It was
0: it knocked it was, you down? When yeah, did you oh, get
3: yeah. it? Um, mine was back in November. Okay. Um, and that's then my wife Omicron. tested positive like a week and a half after I did. And her, she was, like, okay in a day and a half. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was four days of <clears throat> pure just body hurt, aches, fever. I mean, it, it got close to where I almost ended up in the hospital because my wife, I was, like, going nuts. Yeah. You the fever and stuff. You know, you, you just get loopy. Yeah. So it, I don't wish it on, my, on anybody. It's not fun. No. Um, you know and we're vaccinated as well but even if you're vaccinated you're, you can still get it it doesn't matter so it's I,
2: it's a hard it's a hard uh way to think about it now because you know for me and my family i'm glad that we're done with it mm-hmm. and i'm really glad that none of us got overly sick right so for us it was kind of like well it was it. a good thing that we got it i guess
3: yeah, you're through it now
2: you know if we wouldn't have got it we still would have been at this time you know wondering when it's going to come
3: when are we going to get it when
2: are we going to get it <laughs> and, yeah now I don't have to worry about that I guess unless it turns out that it, you can get it more than once pretty quick I guess
1: I don't know who kn- I I kind of have a feeling I don't know maybe this is just wishful wishful thinking that this is just gonna go through like brush fire across the entire country and then it's gonna be done but who uh, knows? that's how viruses work right? <clears throat> <clears throat> that's yeah how most
0: viruses work and they're supposed to go fast and hard through the population and then they die off because they have no more hosts
2: hopefully it, I haven't been here in the shop for three weeks So it feels weird to be back here. uh, I came back Monday.
0: Yeah, you were off. You were gone for a full 10 days. Yep, I had to be. Well, for the first five days, I
1: couldn't sit up. And then the other ones, I was just too tired to do anything. Yeah, I I saw John the last day of my quarantine, and you were like right right over the peak, but you were still feeling pretty shitty that day. Yeah, I was feeling pretty
0: crappy. Yeah. I would still fall asleep randomly, like on the couch all the time.
1: Yeah.
2: I never felt overly tired. In fact, I when I got it, I went into the doctor because I had a, an appointment scheduled for a sinus infection, which is what I thought I had. And the doctor's like, well, we'll just treat you for that too, so here's some prednisone. And uh, I, couldn't
1: I couldn't go to sleep. I
2: couldn't go to sleep. I stayed awake until five o'clock in the morning the first time, and I was <laughs> like, what? I was The sun was coming up, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. Like, a good thing I don't have to work for 10 days.
1: I slept a lot like at the beginning I, I I think I slept like 20 hours on the on my worst day when I was just like feverish and stuff and then after that I, I'm still I still get fatigued pretty quickly but not so super sleepy though
0: yeah I was I went to bed on Thursday night at about nine o'clock and woke up Saturday afternoon <laughs> yeah and my family was like that my son I remember him walking in he goes dad are you dead and'm like no He goes okay <laughs> no. mom just wanted to make sure <laughs>
1: Mom just sent me in to check. Yeah. Send the
0: kid in. I was waiting for a like a poke with a stick.
1: <laughs> Put a mirror under your nose. I'm oh, yeah. still breathing. Oh, that's funny.
2: Well, I hopefully this table is uh, you know done with it for now.
0: Yep, for now we're past yeah. it. Knock on, knock on. There's the, plastic, on plastic. Yeah, plastic. There's nothing wood.
1: Yeah. So after quarantine though, what did we get to do, Dan? So
2: after quarantine, we got to go on our family ice fishing trip.
1: Yeah, it didn't spoil our fishing trip for once. So. It, it spoiled
2: two for me because yeah. I had a trip. I had two trips planned with Ice Camp that I had to cancel.
1: Yep, it spoiled one for me too as well. That was right after Christmas. We were supposed to go. Yep, and then
2: yeah. So Tom and I and, and our family got to go up to Ice Camp last weekend. Stayed out stayed out of um, MSA Flagship, which is a place I'd never been before. Right off a of big point on the east side, but i spent almost no time over there for any time on Malax. Fishing wasn't great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that that's the fact. That you know that snowfall device camp It's just that you know we went up there in the middle of a huge cold spell. You know cold front was coming through and, and
0: you went through like the worst possible time <laughs> you could you couldn't drop a worse time to go. Yeah was,
1: yeah the
2: 30 miles an hour winds and 40 below zero and, and- there
1: was a huge shift too They're like so like the first night it was a big south wind which drifted all of our vehicles in and then the next night it was a north wind So Equally strong. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was very weird. And snow. So, you know, there was fronts moving through, and it was super cold, and the fish just shut down. Yeah,
0: usually cold fronts and uh, changing direction winds never affect fish at all. (laughs) They love that stuff. (laughs) Well,
2: I thought it was such an incredibly steep low pressure coming through, like on Friday night, and then it rebounded and was super high pressure. I thought maybe there'd be some action.
0: Yeah, but sometimes that screws up consistency. They just don't. I mean... I don't know. My kids were a little crazy before that cold front. Well, they were also been cooped up for two weeks before that, too.
2: We marked a bunch of fish. They just would come up and not eat. It was. The Markham worked, John. Yeah. It
1: It worked like a champ. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. It's crazy how clear that thing is. Yeah. It's amazing. Dan might switch someday, too. (laughs) What Markham do you got, Tommy? I got the MX7. On a shuttle. Yep. Which is the ultimate. He spent the
2: entire week with it on 2D. I never once saw the map. Never saw the circle.
1: Well, I mean, I, I turned the well, map on were, when we got there, and I marked it. But why would you stare at a map after? Because you have it. Well, we weren't moving around though. I knew we knew where we were. Still,
3: relax. Mm. Well, you can still move on the ice. Then they're done. That
1: yeah, but we We, <laughs> we, we it was yeah. thirty below, and it was <coughs> blowing like crazy. We weren't going out, and, and we're getting over COVID, so we're not going out in portables and drilling holes or anything like that. So, Cory yeah, Corey, not, Corey the guide offense.
2: was considering moving us but then the the snow blew in and drifted everything and they spent the whole next day plowing people out of dangerous situations and
0: and there's still a lot of slush up there i mean that's we didn't deal
2: with any slush Well, i
0: mean but in certain areas you can't just go off the beaten path right now the ice is not well he was saying that
2: up in garrison there was like seven inches of ice at garrison sports and we were on 18 inches because yeah. they I had a mean, huge
0: blow, I, I believe it. Because like on Gull, the ice ranges from like five to twenty inches. Yeah, depends mm. on where the snow is at. So there was hundreds of people around us at at Flagship. I mean, it was it was the place to be because it had safe ice. Yeah, and that might be more. I mean, if I was those ice camp guys, you can't just start putting your houses on you know eight inches ice all over the no. place. No,
2: no, the the house was super comfortable. We stayed in, in an ice castle. It's like a twenty-one footer. and also 30 mile an hour winds i i don't really want to be moving too much no i never felt cold i mean that thing was that in the generator they had i don't know what kind of generator it was but it had so much fuel capacity like we fill it up once or twice total
0: yeah it just ran yeah that's not usually generators have like a little
1: little small water bottle but this
2: this generator was like
1: a generator like hook up to your house generator it was a big one Dan almost lost his fingers filling it up the first I night. I did,
2: because I've got the CPAP, so I'm the one who needs it to sleep. So I got sent out there to fill it up at 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs>
1: with, with no, you didn't get sent out. You went out on your own. You didn't bring gloves. I thought oh, it, I <laughs> thought it would be
2: fast. I mean, it was just right outside the door. I was just going to go out there and fill it up. But then the wind was howling, and you get your fingers a little wet with some gas, and all of a sudden, all, <laughs> the, all the heat gets sucked off of them. And I came back in, and I was like, Tom, I think I might have a problem here. Like, this is... It was borderline. I
1: had almost frosting. I had to volunteer my butt cheeks to rewarm. <laughs> it wasn't it was little, hard to convince. It was, a, it was a little chilly. <laughs> That's so gross. That's something we that, that should be edited out right away. Well, he's the producer. he, knew he <laughs> I mean, I volunteered him. He
2: didn't use them. All I know is that pizza tasted weird for the rest of the week. <laughs> I bet. I wouldn't know. I can't taste anything.
0: <laughs> still,
3: you still can't.
0: No, no. Wow. I can't taste. I mean, it's really weird because I I could taste some things in certain. Things, but most of foods, I can't taste anything.
3: See, I never lost my taste. I ate a whole at pizza all.
0: today, and I thought it was a sausage, <clears or throat> sausage pizza, pepperoni, and I could put whatever on it. I had zero flavor.
1: So I, I never lost my taste. I lost my smell, probably like 90% of my smell, and like probably about 90% of my taste for like, eh, probably like four or five days. It was a horrible feeling. I'm telling you what, though. If you can't taste anything, go to the grocery store and get um I think it's pr- I think it's pronounced tanheen spice tanheen it's t a n j i n okay it's like a mexican spice so it's got like it's got like chili powder and and uh lime you can really taste that <laughs> oh. i mean it's 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 phenomenal i've heard interesting jalapenos will bring, we'll bring your taste back i ate
0: jalapenos last night on um, uh, i ate a ton of jalapenos last night on nachos couldn't taste i Couldn't taste them at all. Could you feel them? No, I could feel them after I ate them because I got heartburn, which was weird because I ate nachos and then got heartburn. And I'm like, what did I eat? I'm like, oh, that's right. I ate a ton of salsa and and jalapenos, but
1: I couldn't taste either one of them. (laughs) He started his toilet on fire
0: this morning. (laughs) I lost my sense of taste
2: and smell uh, right when COVID started.
0: I just had a, a Jimmy John's with hot peppers on it, and I put just a ton of hot peppers. I couldn't taste one of them.
2: So that's why I feel like I probably had it initially, but I had I felt a little bit crumb, crumb, crummy, but then I couldn't t- taste or smell anything for like two weeks, and that's mm-hmm. it. And that was almost two years ago. It was like April of 2020. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I don't know. Not smelling anything is kind of nice. I mean... It's weird. It is weird because... Today, I left the bathroom, and my son walked in, and he's like, what happened? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't smell anything. I'm like, it's a COVID test. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird feeling.
1: So we, we, didn't, we didn't get skunked up there.
2: No. We caught four fish in three days, yeah. or two and a half days. And each? Or t- total. Total. Yeah. yeah it, was it was real slow.
1: It was real slow. But you know we, were, we marked tons of fish all the time. They'd swim up. Look the four her.
2: people who caught the... We had six people at our house, and the four people that caught the fish were the four people that tried to fish. Yeah, that's true. So, at least the two that didn't get fish were not putting sure, it in AFR. So, yeah. you
0: didn't catch any fish,
2: did you?
1: No, he got, he, I did. he got one. He got one with like some kind of weird gill disease. Yeah, you saw
2: those pictures. Yeah, it had herpes or something yeah, like we that, put, right? We put all the fish catches on... on yeah, uh,
1: I put all
0: my fish catches while I had COVID, too. I, I,
1: Sorry, had, not I think I had picture. the worst catch, though, because I traded my catch for an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, what is you'd... with
0: you guys dropping phones down the hole?
1: I've never I've this is first time I've ever lost anything of like major value down the hole and I didn't even realize it until after the fish was already back in the water and Dude, no none of us heard it. No, n- no one heard it and like so I was sitting in the chair with my phone on my lap and just out of nowhere I got a hit and those were super light bite and I I set it and it's like, oh man, I got a fish finally and reeled it up and didn't hear a splash, didn't hear anything hit the floor, nothing. And I'm like, where the hell is my phone? Yeah, you wanted to take a picture. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was gone. It was gone. She gone, so Yeah.
2: I have done three you, of them. If you
1: have the insurance through Verizon that you buy you pay extra for the insurance, it's two hundred and fifty dollars to replace the phone that goes down the hole. And the the girl that came out to my house You paid two fifty? Yeah, two fifty was my deductible.
0: I got mine for free.
1: Oh, maybe you got better insurance than I do <laughs> or you pay more for what, it.
0: What iPhone was it? Like really a really new one or not? Yeah, really? It
1: was a, it was a 12 pro max. Oh, how so much do you same.
2: pay? I pay $17 a month for my line. I don't, I don't know. It's and a, I got it's a, They just
1: replaced it. It's a bundle. I mean, you two fifty. Yeah. Well, Dang. I mean you, you have those crap androids. So like, there's, yeah, <laughs>
0: they actually give them to you. <laughs> there's specific... plenty
1: of those. Jerk. I just got a brand new iPhone. Uh, it's wrong 6, the bro? android Ugh. did you
2: drop yours down the hole too not this time oh no i just got a new phone so but i was up there with no case and that was the whole time. i was like this is really slippery so you look
1: like, i got no case right now but anyway i thought it was super interesting though is like the girl that came out to my house they actually sent someone out to your house to set up your new phone she said this is the fifth one today of someone who's lost their phone ice fishing
0: that's because if you notice that you can drill an eight inch hole in a say a four foot by four foot square and you can drop it anywhere, and it will fall in that hole. Yeah. I found that
1: out. So now I'm a little freaked yeah. out for my next trip. I'm going to maybe invest in one of those leashes or something.
0: Oh, what's that company that came out with a leash? Yeah, it, I goes, have one. it
1: goes on your
2: chest. Yeah. You the, do? Um, I have one, yeah. Rooster or something like that? Something like that. One of my friends bought it for me after I dropped the last one down. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy Eric, because I lost it at the, on the men's retreat last year in South Dakota.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's called a rooster. It's a, it's a, it's rooster a real strafters. bad feeling. The saddest thing was, was it wasn't even a slot fish. so I didn't even get to keep that thing.
0: Robohawk is the company that I was looking at. <clears throat> Robohawk. Robohawk. These things look le- pretty legit, but I still am I'm pretty sure I could drop. I've only dropped phones out of, well, never mind. I've only recently dropped a phone out of the boat, which was kind of comical. Never lost one overboard. I, well, because I put it in my shoe, because it was muddy right it was a brand new boat and i didn't want to get my boat all full of mud so instead of like being smart i took off my shoes and was going to rinse them and i put my phone some all oh, in my shoes so but you got that phone back yeah i did
1: yeah it still works too yeah it's how'd you a, get it back you just dope for it
0: uh no i netted it with my musky net which yeah, was little. like a stretch Oh, because we was... were in seven about seven feet of water and that was everything like almost dunking in getting it yeah I'm amazed you could even see it. Uh, it landed on the one sand pile in the entire lake. <laughs> yeah, these things. Yeah, that's what I have. Let's I have see. that
2: exact same thing.
1: All right. Yeah.
0: They look pretty legit. That's pretty goofy, though. So, Robohawk, be, uh, if you're listening, you should send us some. I bet we can uh, test them out in about 45 minutes, yeah. according to Dan.
1: <laughs> I kind of want to have like like those emergency... Uh Life jackets that you you fall in the water, it goes, poof, and it, they should do so something like that for your cell phone. phone
0: case. That's a great idea. Have like a new have one, like, yeah, yeah. Because it, it just have to have a little string
1: and it just floats up. And you just pull it up. You know, I should we should pitch that to uh, the to the Camelback guys. Yeah, well, and then you spill like one beer on it or something, and it's. a poof
0: That's what I would do all the time with your phone, Dan. I'd be like dumping water on it right now. It exists, doesn't it? No. Um, yeah, we had,
2: I had a, an idea for Camelback that I'm trying to get them to do is where they have, you know, the, the, the inflatable life jackets, Yep. but Camelbacks known for having the, the, the liquid, you yep. know, cause you, you probably use those in the service, didn't you? Yeah, we did.
1: Yeah. yeah so the,
2: the what? Like
1: the things that like you a, wear, the backpack that you wear. Yeah. And it has
2: like, uh, it has a, the a, a bladder. Comes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's got like a bladder. A, in it. So I think they should make, uh inflatable life jacket with a bladder in it so you always have water on
3: your back That's not a bad idea right because the wa-
2: the water in the in the pack would be neutrally buoyant so it's right. not like it would weigh you down in the water right. I think it'd be a great idea
1: maybe you should talk to your wife about that yeah I have I mean you I have. have some kind of connection there
0: my voice is like not there yet is it <clears throat> it doesn't sound bad okay it's just not quite as strong yeah it kind of sounds the as one of my wife's friends said it was kind of sounds like you been smoking and drinking a lot i'm like nope have you not <laughs> one bit new year's you resolution you no more beer i'm well, on i'm on day what 13 of no beer good job actually i stopped way before that but that's impressive yeah i can go the whole year <laughs> you're already on a roll <laughs> keep it
2: going you don't want to ruin that streak so ryan you got yeah we have to actually talk about our guest here. well ryan's we, here for something pretty neat i think so we've had you on obviously
0: through your freedom Bates, right um, through your three is ostrich derby right dan ostrich derby what i'm just making fun of you because you can't pronounce any people's last names so i figured i'd talk about an ostrich derby <laughs> good
2: thanks i don't understand but okay yes because it's a pheasant John's it's a got- pheasants
0: forever thing ostrich forever john's got the brain fog i know yeah, you should uh, why don't you sip this one out quick? actually actually my son my son while we because we've been at home for a little while he was talking about emu eggs and how you could cook one up and it would be like 20 scrambled eggs i'm like yes i want an emu egg didn't dominic get an ostrich egg
2: i think emus nep- are bigger our nephew uh i think he so, has so, an ostrich egg. Right. it's really it looks like a basketball but don't you, you gotta fry him up then well, it's, it's not a real, it's like just the porcelain. Part. Just, the, just the shell. Yeah. It's weird. It's very big. Okay. While
0: you talk about the Derby, I'm going to look up. I'm going to try to talk about
2: it. Do you have any other things you want to interject <laughs> first? No. You're good? Okay.
0: <laughs> so Ryan, you are, you're, you
2: are the CSO for Freedom Baits, but you are also, what do I got? The board member. Mm -hmm. A board member for the Anoka County Pheasants Forever Foundation?
3: Yeah. So it's the Anoka County Pheasants Forever chapter, which is tied to the National Pheasants Forever. So what we do instead of doing a banquet every year is that we came up with doing an ice fishing derby. When you're in the ice fishing capital of the United States, it makes sense to have an ice fishing derby instead of doing the banquets because when we stopped doing the banquets, you had everybody was doing banquets at that point in time and the banquet numbers just kept dropping and dropping and dropping. So we started doing this ice fishing derby about seven years ago and we call it Pheasants on Ice. Um, And we hold it on Lake George. It's the first Saturday every year um, in February. And we get somewhere around 700, 750 people on average that come out. Uh, We pre-drill all the holes. Uh, We have prizes down to 20th place. We have 11 raffles uh we raffle off guns you can't take them home on the ice you got to go through your background check um which is done at the sportsman's warehouse in Green rapids um they're our ffl is who we use them for um but we raffle off trips to like canada uh we have a fly fishing trip uh with rod wooten down in iowa that he donates every year for us uh, sportsman's journal donated the trip to canada for us this year Um, Some of the prizes that we have are VexLars, we have AquaView cameras, we have a Camp Chef um, pellet grill, um, we have Otter Hubs, we have Otter Otter flip over shacks. Our prizes average about $200 in value um, on a minimum on the prizes one through 20. The raffle items, I mean, we have hockey tickets for the uh, wild game um, on club level. So we've got a, a variety of different prizes that are not just Ice fishing, geared. they mm-hmm. across the board, um, and with Pheasants Forever, it's it's all about the habitat. Um, you know, a lot of people look at it and go, "Oh, it's about the guns and the hunting," and that's not the reality of what Pheasants Forever is. It's it's a habitat organization to keep land from going to houses being built or condominiums or whatever. It's about protecting that land so that it stays public, so that anybody can go out and use it. That's where the walk in programs and different things like that come from is from a lot of what pheasants forever does on the state level and then what they do on the national level. So you guys
2: take the, the proceeds from your ice tournament or from in the banquet in the past and you use that to support.
3: Yeah. The- we'll do land acquisitions or sometimes somebody will donate a portion of their land and then pheasants forever will raise X number of dollars for all the different chapters, either in that state or nationally to go buy that land. Um, in Anoka County alone, um, the Anoka County chapter has added over 100 acres to Carlos Avery in over 20 years. Do you nice. an example. So we've raised that's, and that's got to be expensive land. Is it's that right Carlos a, Avery's? Is, is that
2: right across from Vista Outdoors?
0: Uh, no, I think, I think parts are, of it is. There's a yeah. Pheasant
2: Forever thing right across from Vista's headquarters.
0: Yep. You, so, you, are you thinking the one in like In Anoka? No, not federal Vista, oh.
2: which is on Ramsey.
3: Yeah, it's Ramsey. So they they do different land acquisitions in different areas, but there is one right across from Vista, right right on the river there. Yeah. It's kind of, there's like a back channel there. Yeah, that, that one is the Waterfall, Pheasants Forever, Ducks Unlimited. That's a couple of different groups that did that one in partner with Vista and Federal. And that one was many years in the making to get it to where it is. It's prime real estate. Oh, yeah. And that's what a lot of a lot of the land acquisitions that pheasants forever has done over the years and most of the land ends up getting a dedication plaque of what chapter or however many chapters help donate to buy that particular land there's usually a dedication plaque when it's been done solely by pheasants forever um but they've bought in parcels of land that are 250 acres you know so you're talking raising millions of dollars to buy 250 acres in prime Farming land. Yeah. Um, you know, if you look at what the Noka County chapter has been able to do, land acquisition-wise with donations, it's over $10 million. Wow. Since the mid-'80s when the chapter started. I mean, that, that's a lot of money, and that's just one chapter. That's, so, that's impressive. So the Derby's on February 5th. Yep. What is the time? What time is it? So um, day of registration starts at 8 a.m. The actual fishing starts at 10 and goes until 1. Um, Prizes are basically hand it out after that point. At Right about one fifteen is when we start handing out the prizes. Um, there's, We do a weigh in right on the ice. If you want to keep your fish, you're more than welcome to keep it. Otherwise we drill holes and create basically what's called a release um, trough. And that was something that we learned many years ago when I had the ice fishing tournament circuit. It's a series of holes that goes down before that, so the fish can basically recover and then swim, swim away on its own. Instead of having to shove it down a hole and keep shoving it down a hole, it's kind of like a giant aquarium, but it's, it's like true. a stair step type hmm. of video is what it is. Hmm. So what
2: does it cost to participate?
3: Um, if you register online now before the Derby, it's 15, day of it's 20. Okay. And then and that, does that get you a hole or can you just that gets you one, That gets you one hole. You're more than welcome to buy a second hole for 10. Okay. So, Legally in Minnesota, you can fish two holes, so that's what we stay with. Um, we do let people know that there is a DNR officer that does show up for our event, and he is there. You won't know he's there, but he is there. She <laughs> sure. for whatever reason, never misses our event. Um, and you
0: can buy a Pheasant's Forever membership. I'm just yes. looking online right now. on, on What does that thing. cost? It's 55 bucks. You do one hole in a pheasant Forever membership, which is... It's not a bad deal. No, because usually pheasant Forever, you get the magazine. Yep, you quarterly. get the magazine. Yep. Uh,
3: so, you know, depending what level of membership you go with, you might get a ball cap. Um, you know, they go up and then so is, what you get in return gets greater. Is the
1: tournament so, uh it just any species or any
3: species, yep. Okay. It's open to anything. Um Lake
1: George is really famous for its three inch perch, unfortunately. <laughs> um you know, so literally I dominate that. has it ever come down to like ounces or like quarter ounces or funny enough,
3: it literally comes down to timestamp. Oh really? Okay. Because your literally three ounce perch is like Hundred of them are caught. Sure. So we actually do a timestamp as well as we're weighing in fish. Um, the largest fish to date is one point seven
1: five pounds in seven years. Okay, that's the largest fish ever during our event. Are people just booking ass up door up up there to get their timestamp, or how does it? How, yeah. How does that so work?
3: years past, we always had the weigh in off to one side of the derby, um, and we've learned over time that we need to move the weigh in to the center of the ice. We just didn't have a small enough tent to do it now we've got it um so now the weigh-in will be in center ice the mc will be at the center ice with speakers on each side so that everybody in the derby area can hear yep um you know it's a shotgun start basically we don't really fire a shotgun but it's classified as a shotgun start because as soon as the fishing area opens everybody runs to their holes um it's pretty entertaining to watch are the holes assigned Nope, there's we don't assign holes. Um, we don't do it like the Brainer JCs where they assign holes. You pick whatever hole you want. If there's an open hole, you can go fish it. Um, you're not limited to a certain
1: area. So you can move around. Oh yeah, okay. you can absolutely move around. Um, but I would our, guess people want to be like as close to the way intent as possible, right? Yeah, it's most people want to be
3: either as close to the way intent as possible, or you'll see a lot of people congregating to the
0: edges. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, just l- logic tells you that there's not as many people fishing in on a, off an edge or something like that but right can you use live bait
3: yeah you can use live bait um you can't use sucker minnows because that's usually bigger than the fish you're catching
0: <laughs> um you know but bring it up and your sucker minnows eaten to uh two three inch perch and <laughs> yeah exactly
3: um Renegade Bassers, a local bass club out of Anoka, does the weigh-in for us. Um, so they come out with their tournament scale and they do the weigh-in. So it, it's, it's a legit weigh-in. It's not, we're using a, you know, your scale from your kitchen or anything like that. Um, it, it's a legit tournament scaling and it goes down to a hundred something ounce. Um, but it's been fun to see the progression over the years. Uh, one of our, we just actually landed a new sponsor this morning. Uh, mystery tackle box oh wow he has partnered up with pheasants on ice nice
2: i subscribed to them for years
0: i love mystery tackle box that's what your tackle box looks like it does look like (laughs) a mystery it's got stuff everywhere a bunch of random stuff
2: everywhere Yeah, exactly um
3: are you able to use shelters on the outside of the derby area if you've got a flip over or a hub shelter you're more than welcome to put them up um, a lot of people want to use them for getting warm or if the kid, if they're bringing their kids, they want to get their kids out of the elements. Um, it is outside, you know, so dress for the weather. Um, if you have ice cleats, we highly recommend it because yes, there's snow there today. There might not be snow there February 5th and Ooh. that's, it is ice. And if you want to get your timestamp. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you better hustle. You
2: How about electronics?
3: You're allowed to use electronics, absolutely. Even like panoptics and such? If you want to, you're going to waste your time in a derby, but if you want to use panoptics, you're more than welcome to.
0: I'm going to bring out a Lawrence green box. just <laughs> the old school. And turn it way a, up. a hand crank? No, just turn it way up. <laughs> <laughs> it will fuzz everyone's <laughs> signal <laughs> within a quarter mile.
3: <laughs> I mean, you're allowed to have heaters, you know, by you on the ice. We see people do that all the time. Um, That's it, not a problem. You know, we have... Um, food and drink on the ice the sro um is the food vendor that we is the main food vendor we have and then we also have a gal by the name of max minis that brings out our mini donuts mm-hmm. and mac just launched her own root beer this year Ooh. um so she supposedly is going to have that out there as well and then you know there's uh it's fishing is the main activity but there's raffles it there's a lot of excitement going on um it seems like all the kids usually find the biggest slush bottle and play in playing that. I'm not sure where they find one, but they seem to be soaking wet by the end of the day. It just <laughs> is natural, I guess. So what does the raffle ticket go for? The raffles are all $10, every one of them this year. Um, so the other thing that we changed is years past, we used to have a different raffle ticket for every raffle. This year we're doing one raffle ticket. Every raffle is $10. So you only have to worry about one t- color ticket. And you have to be, you have to be co- present for the raffle. For the raffles, yes, Um, just because we don't take anybody's name and number when we do the raffles. So for the raffles, you you want to be present if if you feel you're going to have a chance to win. Um, If you you don't claim your prize from catching a fish, that we will get to you because we have your name and number for that stuff. But for the raffles, no, you do have to be present for the raffle. Do you have to
2: fish to do the raffle? Nope so you could do separate
3: when I mean, we have people that just come out and hang out um and just buy the raffles or we have people that come out and just hang out at the bar um, oh there's a bar out there yeah the sr bring, brings a full bar
0: dan i think we should bring our kids out there <laughs> yeah i think so can, <laughs> well, you, can well, you break your your no drink this month this year i never beer? said i was i said i'm not drinking beer no more beer oh, okay Uh, no 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 we can't stop drinking (laughs) that's uh, That's off the table (laughs) that's off the table I was like I just I just gave up beer (laughs) it wasn't even for a a bad reason it was just for a like just Just doesn't feel doesn't make me feel good
3: (laughs) well and if you've got side by sides or ATVs or snowmobiles or whatever you can run them out on the lake, but they have to stay out of the the derby fishing area. We ask that you park the vehicle, th- that type of vehicle, around the edges. Um, we do have some people that do drive out on the ice. You are going out on the ice on your own risk with a sure. vehicle. Yes, it is thick enough, but we all know there is no such thing as safe ice. It the, there, that reality just does not exist. That was seven
1: hundred people. In, no, in the you don't spot. want to take on that type of responsibility. <clears throat> no.
3: And our holes are an average of eight to 10 feet apart, no matter which direction you go. Um, and that's more of a safety thing, but now with the COVID thing, it falls into play with that as well. Um, I know people are conscious about that. If you feel more comfortable wearing a mask on the ice, it, by all means, go ahead. We're not requiring it. We're, we're not saying that you have to have a vaccine or anything to participate in this either, that that's all up to you. Um, but it is outdoors, so. There's enough holes for every person. Oh, yeah. We right? drill over a thousand holes. Okay. Um, you know, it's when you see the derby area from shore, it looks small. But when you actually get out to that area, it's a good distance from the southeast corner to the very north side of it. it sure. It, if you've got to run from one corner to the next, it, it's a good run.
2: Cool. I think we should take a break when we we'll get back, Let's chat some more about the pheasants on ice, talk some more about just
0: pheasants in general. Pheasants in general. Ice fishing. All kinds of stuff. We got, and I, and I found to about emu about. eggs. You can buy a two pack for a hundred dollars online. Did, did you buy it? i not yet. Okay, I give them time. It. Well, yeah. After <laughs> the break, we'll I'm, see if you got one. I'm gonna make a one egg omelet. And that's what I'm gonna tell my wife. Cut that. back. You should see
2: <laughs> the the cast iron griddle that Ali got from Camp Chef. This is a hundred dollar omelet. Is it really huge? It's hilariously huge. It's Paul Bunyan huge. <laughs> and you probably don't want it, right? Oh, he she gave it to my brother Mickey because he wanted a huge one so he could make
1: weights for. I, uh, for scuba diving, <laughs> oh, to s- smelt lead in—he was going
2: to smelt lead in it, and he wanted the biggest skittle they had, cast iron skittle and s- s- skillet. So, you what just call it skittle, skittle. <laughs> cast iron skillet. And so she was—he he, he didn't realize how big they got. It's hilariously big. <laughs> it's probably like the size of an Olympic weight. It's like it's like thirty-six inch
3: diameter. It's insanely big. Well, wow, that what? sounds like an outfitter's cast iron. That's what it is. It's, it's like, it it's, like it's,
0: it's a griddle at that point. It's Camp it? Chef. It's for yeah. like... For it's cowboys. for an outfitter in yeah. Canada.
3: It's originally what they were designed for. Yeah, it's it's hilariously big. And they're like three inches deep or four inches deep or something. Yeah.
0: They lay like 100 pounds. It's yeah. insane. You could fry up like three walleye in there. You could the do whole it. walleye. You could do several emu eggs. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> you could <All right, laughs> probably take a throw break.
3: an ostrich egg in the middle. There you go.
0: Let's oh. do it. All Okay, right. Let's, board.
2: Okay, let's take a quick break. We'll be back in a bit. Hey, everyone, this is Dan from the Iceman coming to talk about our sponsor, Tuned Up Custom Rods. We are midwinter. This is the time to be ordering your custom rod if you still want it for this season. We do have in-stock rods coming online daily. Check us out at
0: tunetcustomrods.com and use the promo code ICEMAN to save yourself 10%. And also check out Freedom Baits. We have them on the podcast tonight, but talking about Freedom Baits and their new Frogman and a bunch of other plastics that really, really work. My favorite are the Reds and Whites right now. Um, Use the code ICEMAN for 10% off on your order. And also check out Maluna, who has some super, super exciting news right now. Uh, Check it out. ICEMAN is the code to use on their website. Check out their website. They have coolers in stock and roller molded in Brainerd, Minnesota.
2: Yeah, I saw that it had a giant post about a huge new building.
0: I know. I'm really excited because Brainerd is a real near and dear place to me. I mean, growing up, summer's up there. And ever since the Potlatch Mill shut down, that town has been hurting. And bringing some manufacturing back is such a good thing. It's a big building. It's a big building. They're going to be rotomolding coolers, all different colors. I just got my seafoam green 22 cord.
2: What did uh, your wife say? Was she like, I thought it was going to be Tiffany blue?
0: Yeah, well, I gave it to her for Christmas, so... Was, Did she like it? Was yeah, she, she, was, it? she was kind of excited. I don't know. It looks Tiffany blue to me. It's more green. Yeah, it doesn't match my boat. I'm going to order a, a gray one. just because. Get a white one for your boat. <laughs> no. Your boat's white. My boat's gray. The inside, I guess. Yeah. I think gray would look better. It sounds really bad to color coordinate a cooler, but this... <laughs> I mean, it's... it's That's it why they offer them in colors. Tiffany teal i mean it is bright and i mean it's a beautiful cooler don't get me wrong but it just i feel so wrong putting beer in there and you
1: can't get a blaze orange like i'll see that no
0: i can't get a blaze orange because you guys have those yep that blaze orange might clash with my red boat well you gotta get a different I'm one i get a different one now <laughs> I guess. a white one see i have a white 50 quart <laughs> which is the perfect
2: boat color because you're out in the sun reflects the, yeah, but i don't, want that. I don't want that
0: big of a cooler i want the 22 for The boat, yeah, because apparently the, the seafoam green one it says only for white claws. I don't know what, that what it says, yeah, on it? it's weird. Weird, is that on the website? <laughs> no, we better confirm that. I actually I wanted a little badge that said, There ain't no laws when you're drinking claws on the cooler.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, I think we need to get an uh, iceman badged cooler. I'm, I'm sure they would do it. We yeah. need we need an iceman badged <clears throat> cooler that's like uh specific for bait. Like I think. That's the way to go right there. A bait cooler?
2: Yes. I already have a bait cooler. I don't want another stinky cooler.
1: No. I, I, I want I want a Maluna bait cooler.
2: Well, Garrett said that they were toying with the idea. There I mean, we they, go. They were at least thinking about it. When we that would be them. pretty sweet, a molded because that
0: would be super durable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And How if would you, you did get a, the bubbler
0: through there? You'd have to have some sort of ports. Through. Drill a hole like I did with my last cooler? They could. Not they, my Maluna cooler. I just I'm done saying they, they,
1: they could manufacture that.
0: Yeah.
3: I
1: mean, it doesn't need to be.
3: We well, could like probably that, put the bubbler molded into the cooler somehow, yeah. so it's not hanging off the side. Because, Lord knows, we've all lost a bubbler, you know, going across the ice.
1: It could I be on the. Have. It could be on the inside of the cover. Yeah. Yeah. it could be mo- it like could a, be a, a pocket, but it molded. can't well, keep I guess bubbling it the same.
0: Yeah. The same air. Yeah,
1: would have to get some kind of fresh air somehow.
0: Then yeah. you could have like a scuba diving system.
1: We'll okay. leave that up to the experts,
0: Maluna. You should be listening to this because we've just come out with your greatest new option. Well, we
2: talked to Garrett about that this summer. It should yeah. have lights and
0: bells. He, said he was and interested. Stuff. They were doing when, something when he opened it up. Goes ta da with all your minnows in it. <laughs> Shoots so, off fireworks. So, <laughs> so these, are, these are all great choices. So I mean. speaking
1: of our sponsors, it's, it's gonna, gonna be a nine hundred dollar. With freedom, cooler. I thought that this is a funny story. Is like right before we started the episode, if we had a, a customer came in to the shop. John went running up front. Yeah. And, the, and the, this and the, is also like 1030 at night and, too. and Dan and Dan gets uh, notifications on his phone every time a salesman He's like, hey, some, someone just bought some a pack of Freedom Vapes." Yeah. So, Ryan, Ryan you were like, I'm going to go say hi. I'm going to go there and meet him. And it was Kenny. It was <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> Kenny. <coughs> yeah. Anticlimactic. It was very anticlimactic. <laughs> it was so funny, though. He owes the
0: till two dollars right now. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: Get building those rods, Kenny. $2.63 oh, or whatever. He's, got his, he's got his got his, got his earbuds in. He's got his earbuds in. He's, he's in the zone.
2: Jeez. Good. That's good for him. <clears throat> so you got any new baits coming
3: out? So the Frogman is, you know, that one came out. Um, we're in the process of designing three, uh, working on a fourth walleye bait. And then we've got two new panfish baits that are going to be released this coming fall. That's sweet. So things have picked up um you know since the last time i talked to you guys um freedom baits is actually in mystery tackle box are they we are in their panfish box and we are also in their ice fishing awesome uh, pro series box um you know so it's the online subscriptions it's not the boxes that you can get at dick sporting goods or walmart it's their online subscription um but if you get the panfish trout box odds are you're going to see a freedom baits product in there that's awesome Um, mtb picked up a lot of different baits from us to put in their subscription boxes over the 2021 calendar year and 2022 calendar year. Um, so there's going to be a lot of products going into their boxes themselves. So That's that awesome. was one of the, the big deals for us in 2021 was landing in mystery tackle box. It's been know. a really good partnership. Um, yeah. They're really, really great people to work with. That's everything I've heard. It's been the same. I mean, the, you know, the, the people that we talk to on a regular basis with mystery tackle box, they're all down to earth. Um, just great guys. Uh, they're
2: out of Chicago, right?
3: Yeah, they're out of Chicago. So Mystery Tackle Box parent company is called Catch Company. Yep. So you got Mystery Tackle Box, and then you got Carl's Bait and Tackle as their website, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can buy Freedom Baits on the Carl's Bait and Tackle website, too. If you're a member, you, you get a discount. I don't know what the discount is, but if you're a member through Carl's, you get a discount there, or you can do the subscription and get Freedom Baits that way as well. I mean, granted, we still have our website. We, we still have the different retail stores that we're in. Uh, but that was the big deal for us in 2021 was partnering up with Mystery Tackle Box. It's been an absolute blast.
2: So, they're great because then a lot of variety of people are going to see
0: right. gonna see it. Well, yeah. Those Mystery Tackle Box are such cool gifts. Like it's, I mean, you, it really is a good gift, I think. One of the best.
2: I, I subscribed for a year and a half and it got to the point where I just couldn't fit any more of it. Like it was so much stuff. I just didn't have room for it.
0: I don't know what that's like. I didn't buy any tackle today. <laughs> There's a box sitting over there. From Rapala
1: that I'm terrified to bring home. Just you should just put it on the table. Because I told my wife I said I'm
0: not going to buy any tackle. You're this so year lucky at all. that
1: you at least you have like an alternate address to ship it all to. I know I
0: ship it all here.
1: <laughs> you ordered that a while ago though. That wasn't a brand new order.
0: Sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Sure.
2: It was three days ago, it four it days ago during
0: COVID. There's all kinds of packages showing up in my door now. That's how it works. Five days of quarantine and one room. Yeah, I ordered all kinds of stuff. <laughs>
1: I, ordered, I even ordered Andy cap fries from fe- Amazon fever shopping.
2: Yeah. I ordered Allie some expensive stuff for her birthday from Camp Chef, which is where she works. <laughs> and I was like, you can't open any Camp Chef shipping orders right now. And then she got mad at me for telling her that. So, well, I don't should I don't have know. shipped them here. I don't know how she, well you y- can't though cuz it's Oh, it has to, go it's to an your employee address. thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't It's got to it, go to your you house. You can't look like it's going to another person. So, I don't know. She doesn't. She's not.
0: She doesn't love expensive gifts. But we'll see how she handles. Your this. wife does not like expensive gifts. No, she gets kind of mad. And I've she heard de- this. She this does is get a mad weird at- phenomenon.
2: She gets mad at me if I buy her expensive. Ryan, stuff. Brian,
0: does your wife? Wow, well, your wife loves expensive stuff, right? Or not she, really? She's got. I don't want to
3: say she loves expensive stuff. She likes nice stuff, um, but she's not high maintenance by any stretch of the imagination. Um, she's pretty simple.
0: Yeah, my wife doesn't. I mean,
3: her favorite clothes are a flannel and a pair of blue jeans.
2: So, Allie just doesn't like getting gifts. She thinks gifts are silly. A waste of money. Yeah. Waste of time. The last couple of times I bought her something expensive, she made me return it.
0: I got my wife her Christmas gift. I got her marching band videos ripped into DVDs. She literally almost started. She crying. was a drum major, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. I don't know. She, I could see Liz as a drum major, but she was. She thought they were great, but there was a asterisk. I had to watch. Ten hours of marching band videos. <laughs> this is the routine that won us the I know. the first place. This is the grand champion routine. And then she caught me, and I'm just sound asleep on the chair. And she's like, "What are you doing? Why you got to watch this part? This is this is where Jennifer did this." And I'm like,
1: "Oh, I thought you meant that you had to watch them while you're editing them." No, like, God, no.
0: Oh my God, <laughs> that'd have been worse. I had to watch them in slow mo.
2: So Ryan, I don't know if this is something that a that a Soft Plastic Company can do. But what I'd love to see is a viable alternative to the minnow head. Okay. Because I hate pinching off minnow head because they That's, fall you, off. You bite them, dude. They fall off is my oh. thing. I want something that.
0: Yeah, is- those,
1: those minnows that we had this weekend, they they were... Their their heads were very fragile, yeah. soft. Yeah. Now soft. I have
0: learned I cut a lot of mine now I don't pinch them as much,
1: but the the head still like they fall. still fall off. Yeah. You're yeah.
2: jigging and then all of a sudden you see a minnow head floating down in your vexlar yep. You're like,
1: damn it! I got
0: to go back and do that again. I saw it on my
2: Markham.
1: I have Markham. I
0: can see the eyeball, the veins in the eyes.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's only on like a three second delay.
0: There's no There's delay, no delay. <laughs> in an MX7. <laughs> the only delay is your brain. Is that anything that I don't know how how doable that is though. That would actually be kind of cool, though, if you could have a little chunk of, like, almost like a folded flap of material.
1: With, like, the little, like, innards. Yeah, Sounds like we that, just came
0: up with an Iceman bait.
1: There we go. Yeah, I mean, I if would. If it was uh,
2: like, a, like a round, like a bottlenose triangle head, right, mm-hmm. with, like, some some small, thin appendages coming down, almost mm-hmm. like the shape of a, like a. The innards. Yeah, but I'm thinking, like, a shape of, like, a, a jellyfish.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But make right? them real Some thin. tentacles.
2: That'd be cool, right?
0: You could, and you could pour them in,
2: like, kind of... might be a a a pain to pour that and take that out of the mold, if you have those. Um,
3: Amazingly, no, it's not. Uh, And the reason why I say that is, you look at some of our baits, and they're really small. Like, our Apaches are really
0: small (laughs) baits. Yeah, they're super small. If you could have, like, a couple appendages like that, and a little piece of triangle, I'd be using that before minnow heads, especially, like, if I'm only fishing walleyes, like, one night, I'd use that before. I would definitely try it. Yeah. I mean, I'd I don't think a minnow I'd love head, to get rid of minnow heads. I don't think a minnow head really is I mean it's not like it's a minnow where it's actually moving. It's just a hunk of dead meat and that's all you need something on there. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's when you're doing injection molding and you know, with the way we do it by hand, we're not doing anything by machine. Um, you know, you're gonna there's a process to get to the aluminum mold. Is is it something that can be done? Yeah, I think it can be. Um it sounds like an interesting challenge to come up with it. I'd actually think, I medical. really like that a lot
2: actually. That if we could
0: if that could Cuz you could sell them a little bag of ten, 10 of them for 4 bucks I'd probably buy that over you know, I at least I'd bring it all the time. Well, you know I buy a
2: scoop of fat heads and I probably use 5 of them and then I'm throwing the rest of them away wasting my money or I'm using a bunch of them because they keep falling off. It's never yeah. because I'm catching too many fish. <laughs> But no. if I had a plastic option that I could just always have on the spoon, right? I could mm-hmm. even put it away in the tackle box with the things still on and not have to worry about it smelling like um mac and cheese when I open my tackle box <laughs> next time.
0: You never leave stuff on your
2: hooks, do you? Oh, I've got some crusties. <laughs> got some crusty hooks. They get gross. Yep.
0: I always find the minnow in the It's in a good the...
1: idea, Dan. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, I I, I, sounds I can like see a really that good being, challenge. I
0: could see that being a real viable thing. I now, thought of it I thought of it. No, would my it idea. be w- patented? You what would, make what them would a glow. you think?
1: Do you think it would be like a natural, like fish color, or what would you think that would be the best way to go on that? White. You could do a variety of colors. Um, you know, that's the thing with plastics. You know, you, you look at
3: the plastic companies that are out there. Besides freedom baits, that seems to be the biggest thing. It's not necessarily the bait itself; it's the color, because a color that works here in Minnesota might not work in Florida, or it might not work in upstate New York. So that's why you have. Um, such a variety of different colors now granted there is some colors that we make for certain stores that are only sold in that store like um, we partnered up with oak hill marina down by okoboji this last year we make a custom color for them that's yellow with black flake to basically mimic the yellow bass hatch because that's what they request that's what they asked for and it's like yeah we can do that that's you know not a problem Give, give us an idea what you're looking for what what bait do you want it in and It's doing really well on Okoboji right now, Um, but they're the only store that has it. We don't even sell that color on our website. So making a custom color to look like a fathead, that color combination, that's actually not a hard color to make. Um, That's actually a pretty simple color to make, amazingly enough. Um, You know, you could do... Green pumpkin and pearl. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of like white...
0: Yeah, because we got a dead minnow head looks
3: white. So you could do like a pearlescence white with a black, yeah, and that's going to look like a shiner to or a shad or <coughs> where you know depending on what, where you're going, but that's going to be your most common color. I mean, look at Rapala, the countdown, the most common fishing lure that's probably all, everywhere in the world. Their number one color is black and silver, or it's black and gold. Everybody's got that in their tackle box. I don't care who you are. You've got at least 10 of them in
1: different sizes, shapes. John, John Dennis. 10 tackle boxes of them. So this is my ignorance talking right now, but like what is rapala? No, no, are are fish actually <laughs> capable of detecting colors? Like dogs can't.
2: Like, I think I think you you catch more
0: fish
3: on certain colors.
1: But is that like
3: a lot of it plays into the light factor
0: coming through the water and how deep you're fishing because there's in certain spectrums of light that can be shown in certain depths and there's probably some real scientific person we could ask this but
1: I'm not it yeah I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I'm be- not a are, like, biologist a lot of times I feel like it's like a superstition like people are like oh you got to use this you have to use this color you know but and that color changes from year to year on lakes
3: like yeah. One of our most obviously most popular colors is white. White pretty much works anywhere you go, same same with red. Um, but this year we've had a big influx of orange. For whatever reason, we're selling a lot of orange baits.
0: Haven't sold any in two years, but this year it's been crazy. Don't know why, but I'm not complaining. Yeah, but the thing is like I like my go to color probably for all plastics is
1: white or pink. And then like orange and the rest of the color. Kenny, but, Kenny just brought me over a Wikipedia article. It says most species have fish. What does it say? Have the have the ability to detect color, right? Yeah. That's. Yeah, they have both uh, cone and. Uh, rod. rod. Rods. Yeah.
0: I have a burnt out rod. That's in my good to eye. know. Good to know. Gross. Nope, it's right well, here. I <laughs> yeah, I see it. Oh. I don't see it. It's been there forever. I see it's, your eye. It's a little black dot. <clears throat> i always thought it was a floater but it's a dead rod Ooh. cool fun fact of the day well i, I know learned that, something new
2: i know that for for bass fishing there's a million different colors but if i can choose one color to fish for the rest of my life it's green pumpkin with maybe for, blue for, or black flake for if I everything
0: need it. though i think it, I'm, i'd have to go for white. bass fishing that's because you fish grass carp well, that's what I
2: just said. If I'm bass fishing, I'd yeah. pick green pumpkin forever. Okay, I, if you I had could to take pick just about one color
0: want. for all everything. Forever, just just one color. I'd pick white.
3: I've never tried green pumpkin in the in the winter. I'd pick white.
0: I'd have to pick white.
3: So yeah, I would go with motor oil. That's my go-to color. If I'm walleye fishing, bass fishing, that's um, not
2: that's still a kind of greenish olive-ish.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of more of um. If you remember the, the color days of motor oil. Well, if you remember the color patterns of the, the what they call the chameleon, it, that's kind of what a motor oil is. When you're talking in plastics, it's kind of a chameleon. It kind of color shifts, mm-hmm. so to speak, is what they call it. Um, now we don't make that color in our panfish stuff. That's more in our open water, our our bigger baits, our bass baits, and things like that. Um, but that's my go-to color when I'm open water fishing. I can catch pretty much anything on it. So. Mm-hmm but if it's if that color for some reason is not working it's blue with black flag that's my go-to blue with black comfort
2: flag. Yep. that's for dirty water mm-hmm. are you around dirty water where you live
3: no not normally but it's the color that i started bass fishing with because it was the only color i recognized when <laughs> i picked up the sport many years ago and it's like well okay i just got comfortable with it and i would buy it for it you know throwing it with swim jigs whatever I just got comfortable with the color and I got confident with it. That's more so, and that's true with any plastics. You get confident with a certain color or a certain style of bait and you're going to just gravitate to that all the time. And it's, it doesn't seem like it should make
2: any sense, but confidence really does catch more fish.
3: Oh yeah. If you,
2: if you're, if you feel like you're going to do well and you're dialed in, you pay more attention, you cast better, you pick better spots, you're more patient. Confidence yeah. definitely makes a difference.
1: I, I lost my confidence really quick up in Mille Lacs and I was—that's just a confidence killer. Period. <laughs> well, and I was just like, "Man, this fishing's bullshit." And Dave's like, "Don't, don't even, don't even say that. You got to keep trying." Well, I did yeah. keep trying.
0: Yeah, I the thing it. is,
1: not every trip is good. I no. mean,
0: <clears throat> I've probably half my trips are. Yeah, and people will say, "Oh, I catch fish all the time." Yeah, I, I mean, not getting skunked, but I mean actually good trips versus bad trips
2: well i go out you know with our other brother john and he'll say things like what well, are we gonna catch any fish today I'm like
0: i don't know about you but i'm i'm gonna catch I'm, fish. I'm gonna catch, I'm I'm gonna gonna catch fish i yeah. don't ever go out and say i'm not catching fish i go out and i'm like i want to catch these fish this way on, on this, this spot bit. yeah but that's or, the evolution of fishing from larry Dahlberg. Well, it's
2: like uh, remember john thielen was talking like that he's like i don't you know i'm my goal is always to catch the most and biggest fish and i don't care who i'm fishing with Mm -hmm. i'm going to try to outfish everybody
0: yeah i remember fishing with IDO once and uh, i learned this from a long time of fishing crappy ice is sometimes reverse structure is more important than the actual structure underneath so you're fishing on like a 10-foot hump and we parked on the only patch of snow i swear to god on leech that day and we caught five times the amount of fish as everyone else And they're like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "Well, it gets darker here a second earlier than what you guys see, and the fish see that it's something different." You know, I don't know if it's luck, but I said this is what I'm really confident is fishing on snow piles when it's bare ice. Yeah, it's. I do the
1: same thing. I'll I'll go find a snow pile. Oh my god, we slaughtered fish. Yeah, slaughtered them. I don't know. It was like, been
0: there. It was it was great. Actually, Will Roseburg drilled a hole sideways into my house because he was so frustrated of not catching fish. So all we see is this auger sideways going, and it like almost connected into my hole. And then I see a, a jigging wrap go down like, and I'm like, Will, I said, "Set the hook." He goes, "What do you mean?" He says, "I can't see it." I said, "Yeah, set the hook because your lure's r- right there." <laughs> and he thought it was funny. Yeah. I did not think I, it was that's that it pretty funny. funny actually, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's pretty creative. Actually, yeah, I could see Will doing that. Yeah,
0: it was, it was pretty funny. We were throwing, we were tossing walleyes into his house. After a while, I'm like, "Do you want one of these?" He's like, "Shut up." <laughs> that's awesome. That's
2: awesome. Well, that'd be pretty neat if we could, if if you guys were able to a Minnowhead I never thought
0: about using a minnowhead as a soft plastic. That would make sense because it lasts so much I, longer.
1: I love that idea. Honestly,
0: it'd be so much cleaner. Yeah, especially if it's quick trips, you know, like oh, you're fishing walleyes for two hours in the metro or something like that. It'd just be
1: well. And it's it's I, like I don't think any of us here are grossed out by like pinching off a minnowhead head, like or whatever. biting them off. Yes, yeah. we've all swallowed one over time at some point in time. But it's, off, but it like, goes down. It's <laughs> it happens. There's like he said, they're super fragile and it's a pain in the ass to get bait sometimes. So like if you want to just go out there for a couple hours and you don't want to have to make. Three stops.
0: It's like tip-up fishing with hot dogs. I mean, I always have the Costco giant greasy garlic hot dogs, a pack of them in the freezer because they work so well. And they're so much more convenient than, you know, getting minnows at late season or something like that. Or Yeah.
2: I've tried to cut the heads off of soft plastic swim baits before to use on spoons, but they're usually, they're not, they're not um,
0: flexible enough.
2: They're like too stiff. Yeah, cuz it
0: it's the plastic's a whole different.
2: Or the swim bait is too small. So the head is is doesn't it's not minnow size head. It's a tiny tiny, tiny head. St- it just it looks like a little chunk of of plastic at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. It'd be interesting if it was doable. I would definitely field test it for you. Yeah, <laughs> you I wanna, would too. You want to give it a go
0: <laughs> in white. Yeah. Or like white with
3: some I think spikes. white or red would be dynamite. So, if you take a white and you can do so. We've got a technique that we can do with white that's called bleeder. So if you take the Apache,
0: put it in white, we can make the appendages red. Oh yeah, that. So worth it's called that. a bleeder. It's called a bleeder. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That actually could be a dynamite winter bait. Yeah, heck yeah. Especially if they were aggressive, and I you don't
1: have to. I'm in.
0: Yep. I like it. Perfect. We'll call I like it, the challenge. We'll call it the Iceman heads. Nice. Yeah. I like it. We put Dan's face on it, my face on it, <laughs> Tommy's face on it. Poor Tommy. <laughs> put your guys' faces on the packaging. There yeah. you go. There you go.
2: Uh, we got some big news at Tuned Up today, too.
3: Yeah, we started selling blanks
2: for the first time in 12 years. It's the first time in 12 years. Yeah, we you've been getting requests for blanks for Since forever. day
0: one. Yeah. Yeah, and I just never... We had two problems. We never could... Like, keep up, which we can't, anyways. And this year, it's just been with COVID. We were shut down for the last week, and we're like, you know what? People just keep asking. And I I get it. I mean, sometimes people just want to build their own rod because they want to build their own rod. This is the way to do it.
2: The hobby rod building has become huge. A lot of people are
0: buying. Well, I think COVID COVID really helped that, right? It brought Mm -hmm. a lot of people back to like, hey, I want to go do this. I want to do it my way. I want to go try something new
2: and if you spend any time on facebook in the facebook groups there's customized rod building
0: this and rod building that and custom lure building and painting and painting lures have become super popular and mm-hmm. clear coating and all this stuff it's just the whole sport's kind of exploding to a lot of hobbyists again so
2: yeah so if, if people are interested so now we have we put a limited supply online yep. of all of our rods except for bullups because we don't have enough yep. So or any yeah we don't have so the bullwhip blanks are not available currently hope you know hopefully we get a chance to yeah. put them up there um, but yeah you can buy buy one of our proprietary blanks so these are blanks that you can't buy from anywhere besides from us they're the exact same blanks that we build on yep and they come full length so
0: yeah whatever you want to cut them to um, we recommend cutting them with like a dremel cutter or you know, whatever high speed cutter you can cut them and from the the butt section. Up. Yeah. The butt section up. Yeah. You can cut the tip off, but it will change the rod drastically. Dramatically.
2: Though. Yeah. So, and w- when we listed them online, you know, it was, we debated, you know, how do we want to try to go about marketing them and pricing them and things like that? And, you know, these are not, these are, we, we have high end stuff, yeah. right? So they're going mean, to, they're, they're, they're
0: gonna, like, you put recoil guides on them, you're going to have a rod that is the same as ours. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, you know, I always tell people that rod building is not a cost savings thing. It's a financial, you know, decision money dump because you end up spending. It's like fly tying. I, I started fly tying thinking I was going to save myself money. And after about $4,000 worth of stuff, yeah, that first fly was real expensive. Number two was 2000 You know, number three was even even less. But it it's just sometimes it costs a lot to do a hobby. Same same with like
1: reloading or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's the the initial cost is pretty significant, like uh, like a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
3: (laughs) Exactly. Well, it's it's no different than any startup company. Your startup cost is always astronomical, and then as time goes on, whatever you're making is going to get less and less expensive. Mm -hmm. But it's
1: yeah, and I think the point is though is that this is not for like the target market is not for people to build. Rods knock off your rods and sell them on their own. It's for no. hobby. It's for hobbyists, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, we we sold them to our customers who have probably purchased two or three of our rods. They're like, hey, I want to I want to build my own Vulcan. That's just what the rod I'm looking at right now. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Let's
2: build your own Vulcan. Yeah. So if people are interested, they're on our website. Yep. They're underneath what's
1: the accessories tab. What's like the <clears throat> point of no return when you mess up a rod, like in the wrapping or the? I, really, I mean handle construction
0: could be the point of no return if you screw up the handle or something happens it can be you could lose that chunk of a blank or the real kind of definitive moment is when you put the final coat of epoxy on i know a lot of people are nervous about that if anyone ever has a question about
1: epoxying they can reach out to me so what if it i mean you mess up the epoxy it's gonna look a little wonky It'll,
0: it'll look a little wonky or sometimes if you don't mix it right it can fail and failed epoxies can be a disaster okay because then it is permanently wet or permanently soft or it cures funny or cures gritty or i mean we've had everything i've had flash cures i've had fires i've had everything you could think of i've had over over time john if you
3: mess up the epoxy like if you get too big of a bubble when you're building your own rods personally Will that affect the action of the rod potentially? No, okay. I don't.
0: I don't think. I mean, you would. You you could. I mean, okay. if you had a big enough bubble, you could. But I mean, potentially, but it would be more. than to really obviously.
2: screw something up. But there's still wiggle room. You can heat that epoxy up and and work a lot of that out.
0: Yeah, in in your your set time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. I mean, if people saw the way I throw epoxy on, they're like, "Oh my gosh, it just looks like you're globbing it on." I'm like, "Yep, absolutely. I glob it on as much as I can get on there." And then I let it sit, and then I flame it a certain way, and then I straight brush it. And that's about it.
2: And if you do have like some sort of catastrophic failure in your build, you can repurpose almost all of it. Yeah. You know, when we get returns returned to us, we strip those things down, Yeah, we use I mean, guys. Yeah,
0: because we, we have a warranty policy that's pretty, I think, pretty generous you know i mean you legitimately drive your rod over with your truck we'll replace it for 50 bucks ice rod no questions asked and well sometimes we want the story <laughs> <laughs> no judgment yeah we had a guy no. the other day his cat ate his rod tip i'm like that that is a bummer that's a new one that's yeah. a weird one yeah it's a weird one we've had every, i think we've had every excuse i ever could think of how
3: many trolling motors have eaten open water rods just uh, out of curiosity quite a bit I broke my brother's rod because I got it stuck
2: in the in the prop on the back of my boat. The I got oh. the, the line caught in there and it just pulled it straight down. Sucks it. it, yeah.
0: Yeah, the last open water rod I broke, I tripped over, or no, my dad tripped over my boot, fell, and it. He just put his hand on the because it was on the back of the. the I don't know the the. Where the pedestal goes up, I don't know what the back platform, and you just crush the blank Mm -hmm. didn't look like anything. So, the next cast, I casted it, and the rod folded in three pieces. I was like, What the? (laughs) I'm calling that company. Oh, wait, that's my company. That's a warranty. And he's like, That rod's 12 years old. I'm like, I know. And I stepped on it, yeah, (laughs) and it's really broken now. But But then I forgot about fishing with it. So, my wife grabbed it the next morning and casted it. I was like, What did you do? do? (laughs) Come on, (laughs) she's like, Seriously. You gave me a faulty rod? And I was like, yes. And I mean, it was, it was a, that rod was an eight weight fly rod butt section with a four weight fly rod tip section cut and made into like an eight and a half foot ultralight. It
2: worked great. I understood most of those words. I don't know Sorry. what they meant in context. What did, but I what did you understood. say when Bob Ross? You lost on no,
0: butt section. You had Dave Delosier. Dave know. Delosier. That's <laughs> what it is. Anyone listening who knows that reference. Yeah. James Holst will chuckle at that because I used to have to have him interpret the code that Dave would send back in an email. Sometimes he, I'd be like, I don't, I have no idea what any of these words mean. And then when I took over, I, I,
2: he would, res, he he did the website. He was like the host of our, no, he our
0: was game. the guy that was like in the matrix. That's, that's this yeah, he, guy. He right? was Neil. Yeah. You'd send him a question and you'd get an
2: answer back and every word was English, but not, <laughs> but not one of them could I piece out what he was saying. And he yeah, was, he'd be
0: <laughs> like the, and they were all acronyms. So I'd have to look up all the acronyms. By the time I was done, I was like, I don't think I understand this any more than when I started. Yeah, you get two emails and you're like, well, I guess we're just building a new website. Yep. I, <laughs> I don't understand or I ideas. just respond back, what does this cost? you <laughs> would <laughs> be like three Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. What does that mean? This was probably 10 years ago, so it would have been cheap. We should have listened to him.
2: Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, you do, get in, you do get into some Delosier territory sometimes yeah. with the way you talk.
0: Yeah, there's some notes on some of those. Catalogs and stuff, and people are like, "What is this?" There's formulas and there's like pie charts, and I'm like, "Well, it's a common sense system." And blah blah blah, blah Eric Hogswell book, and they're like, "What? What? What did you just say?" Sorry.
2: So that was one of the hardest things when I started taking over the website is cleaning up descriptions.
0: Oh yeah, because I would it, go in robot mode, be yeah, yeah, like, "Yes, like, this this rod is built for a one eighth ounce spoon with a certain curvature of the earth," and they're like, <laughs> "What? The tip <laughs> diameter is
2: zero point two five microns." And yeah, you're like, come
0: on, dude. No one cares about that. <laughs> yeah, I have to. Yeah, but that's the... I just geek out. Yeah, you you got. You I look got at in the C- weeds. I look at CAD files and go, "This is what I can build,"
1: and everybody looks at what what is this rod for? See, like, I I understand the appeal of building your own rod, but just from me knowing you and hearing you talk, I would never attempt it ever, ever to build a rod. No, it's not that complicated. But I would rather just have someone who's measuring the number of microns on the tip do it for me honestly it's not but then like if
0: you start sanding your like you take a Vulcan and sand it into a noodle that's it's hard like it's physically hard if you screw it up you burn the blank it's junk I mean it's it's a whole different world to
2: build your own design which is I mean one of the really neat things about our blanks they're proprietary you've designed them they they are your design yeah
0: if someone wanted to make their own design there's a
2: lot of trial and error a lot.
0: Yeah, and it can be real. I, I will warn people, and this is nothing against entrepreneur, but when you make trials, make sure they're small, because if you order a thousand blanks, twenty five bucks a pop, and they're wrong, you just dumped a ton of money into something that is a disaster.
2: Yeah, and when people are hand sanding, it's it's you. Can, you might end up with a dynamite rod, but you it it's really hard
0: to do it again. Right, and then yeah. do it a third time. I know. Oh, oh what, you want twenty of them now? So now we got a hand sand twenty. Oh, you burned one because you're trying to push it, and yeah, it, it it gets pretty tough.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I think it's exciting. People have responded with decent levels of excitement, so it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. I to mean, see I,
0: we have a good blank manufacturer, and we we spend a lot of money on on paint and aesthetics and quality control and everything else. So yeah. I think it's cool. And we have a reel sale going on. Yeah. Reels
2: and sw- and hoodies. And hoodies. 20% through this weekend. I don't know when this is going to be done, Tom. Probably tomorrow sometime. Yeah. So if you hear this before January 16th, 20% off
0: reels and hoodies. Yeah. And blanks. You have, are, well, not blanks. Not are, blanks. Are, are, not 20% but, off, no. I mean, blanks are on the website. Yeah, they are. For the first time ever. For the first time in forever. Yeah. We'll probably have cork up eventually. <sighs> Once Dan gets to that part. We'll, we'll <laughs> see how that goes.
3: If you can find it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
2: I don't know how deep in the weeds you want to go with selling parts. Just be careful. I like to go deep in the weeds. I know you do. Someone's gotta someone's gotta be your, t- gotta your hold touchstone. Them back. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I mean it's your site, you <clears throat> company, you sell whatever you want to sell. I'm selling Dan Soul. <laughs> no, no, that one that doesn't belong to you. Just my body. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is that a good place to leave it How on? How much for that? <laughs> <laughs> is that 20% off as well? Uh,
2: it's uh, after COVID, it's
1: 10%
0: on. <laughs> I lost a little weight during the COVID trial. Yeah, but remember, <laughs> I
2: wasn't very sick. I, all I could do is sit at home and watch uh, watch Amazon.
0: Mm. Watch Amazon?
1: What's on Amazon? Like Amazon Prime or something? Yeah. I, well, I watched Apple TV. Uh, he just watched awesome. the Amazon driver back and forth, up and down in this yeah, neighborhood. Like, there he goes again. Bring more. <laughs> More deliveries. (laughs) When the
0: Amazon driver knows your name, that's a problem. That is a problem. That is a problem. My Amazon driver knows our name, both of them, the morning and the afternoon one. Do you know their name? No. (sighs) Poor guy. Yeah, my name's Elizabeth. So when I was a mailman, (laughs) that's all the packages come to her.
2: When I worked as a mailman for a couple of summers when I was in college, it's kind of scary how much they know about you.
0: Oh, they, you could pattern me like a book. I mean, they know when your birthdays are.
2: They know when your kids birthdays are. They know, they they know what stores you shop at. Oh yeah. I, they know all that stuff. It's 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 eerie how much they know you.
0: Yeah, cuz like I remember at my old house I bought some projectiles for reloading. And I bought a lot of them. So I remember my guy he, He brought up like eight boxes, which I'm impressed. It was like 800 pounds of bullets at this point. And he goes, can you help me with this? He's like, what is this, lead? I said, yes, (laughs) it is lead. He's like, what are you going to do with it? I said, make it into bullets. (laughs) 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 Make him go in. That's when I was competitively shooting. So we were shooting 1,000 rounds a week. So you know, getting three months worth was a pretty significant thing. That was a good
2: job. I wish I. I don't know if I should say I wish I'd stayed. with it, <clears throat> Did you? I, you you, would you have do went postal.
1: Walking, I did some walking. So, okay. No, no the question is okay because most of them don't like walk, walk anymore. anymore. They just drive well, no, because my house they walk.
0: There's walking roads. Yeah. Oh yes, because you were in a uh, half street, so no one knows what to do. Well, right. I delivered in Hopkins, <clears throat> and you, most of
1: Hopkins is walking. But the question is, when you're walking, do you look in people's windows as you're walking by their house? No, or did you? No. Were you instructed not to?
2: Probably. We went through we went through a week of legit training down in Saint Paul at the main office where it was like intense training about the do's and don'ts. But I mean, I don't remember that being like explicitly told to me. Like, I know that for example, don't shake packages. Well,
1: I see see my letter carrier come through a lot. You know, because I I I used to work nights all the time, and had like I think that. Like, so like every single day I'm sitting on the couch when my mail is getting delivered or I'm like just about to go to bed, you know, cause I've worked all night. And I, I always thought that, man, this, this mailman must think I'm like the laziest piece of shit ever that just never leaves this house because it's every single day. It's like, no man, I work all night long. You know, I'm I sure bet he d- knows that about you though. Yeah. He, how? Of, how would they know that? Well, cause you're
2: getting deliveries from North ambulance. You're getting, you're no. getting, th- I'm sure that he could tell no. that you're not just a stay at home person.
3: I don't know. Nowadays, I don't know if you could figure that out anymore. Maybe not. I mean, <laughs> right. I,
2: I, I'm sure that. So for me, when I was doing walking routes, it, I, I didn't spend any time looking at people's houses because it was boring and you're just sweaty and walking. That's the and,
1: only thing that, that's entertaining, though, is like you walk by someone's like big picture window. You're like, oh, uh,
0: I don't know if I'd want to look I, in
1: people's I personally, windows. I don't,
2: maybe it's just my personality, but I, would, I was much less interested in getting caught looking in a window than I was just walking down the street
3: did you have to carry like a dog mace on you or anything yes
2: okay and that stuff sucks so they they give you this dog spray and it's it's uh high vis yellow or orange it's like fluorescent orange <laughs> and they they say it's that way so that if you spray a dog you can see the dog you sprayed the next day it stains them so you can so you can identify the dog that was attacking you how
0: many times did you spray yourself so
2: I drove. I drove, truck for, next question. Yeah. I, I drove the truck for two summers, and I never played with it. And it, it comes. It's it's the can is like um, it looks like the stuff that like a like BBs come in. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like the yeah. little tube of BBs. So it's not big, and it's oh, it's probably a four ounce. Yeah, yeah. And it, there's like three of them rattling around in the truck, and I I'd never seen anybody use it or anything. So I was like, well, I just, if I'm doing this, I should probably know how this thing works, right? right. So I I pull, I stopped at a, in a on a street and I I took the can out and it found was found a like, dog walking by. <laughs> <laughs> it was old. It was an old can. And so I shook it up or whatever and I opened the can and I went to spray it and all that came out was just a cloud of orange. It's like an orange cloud w- puffed out, and then the wind blew it right back in my face. <laughs> and it sucked. It didn't feel good at all. But it wasn't enough to, like, stain me or whatever. But I was like, man, I'm glad I have some idea what's going to happen because if it was a dog coming at me, I, it would not have, it wouldn't have worked. That can wouldn't have worked. It was weird.
0: <laughs> I should probably tell this story, but I'm not sure if I should. Like 15 years ago, we thought it would be a great idea to test Freeze plus P and Fox spray against the guys at the gun shop. So we all went in somebody's backyard and sprayed each other with mace. Horrible idea. We all had orange faces the next day because it legit it stains you. Stains you. Yeah. And there was also the, the factor is like your eyes were burning for hours afterwards. Oh, yeah. And we didn't spray yeah. just a little bit. We like got the you went for it the full can. Yeah. <laughs>
2: No, this cloud was not big, but it was enough for me to know I didn't want
0: it in my face anymore. Yeah, it was we had a lot of incidents with with uh, pepper spray and mace. If that must ever, be like
1: the civilian use is the one that stains cuz I don't think the police ones stain. Uh it's some of them have like dyes in
0: them though, like UV dyes. So you go under a black light you can see yourself.
2: Well, I, I you know when they had those riots they would use like paint paintballs so they could mm-hmm. identify people. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, uh, trivia fact if you ever notice the uh, mailman driving around, they always have a bright orange seatbelt. And that's because the So soup- that the inspector could see that yeah, they the, had their ins- seatbelt the on? the inspectors drive around and check to make sure that you're wearing your seatbelt. <laughs> so that was a weird, weird little fact.
1: I don't think it hey, is. All right, then.
2: Where's her seatbelt? Well, she better, or the inspector's going to get her. I would never tell.
1: See, that's, that's a job that I it seems like it would be okay to be outside in the elements all day long but i wouldn't like the big brother aspect because i feel like the post office is very big on big brother like you go up and they have all those like little portal windows that are above you looking down on you while you're sorting and well it my, was,
0: i think it's a little bit of like for me it's always like a little bit of a mystery like how in the world does that many packages get sorted out actually to the correct place it was fascinating to I mean see because the, it like at any moment something could get screwed but up. But
1: once you get past that aspect of it and you figure out how it works,
0: then it's fairly it, simple probably. But
1: no, but then then I'm saying once the mystery's gone and the excitement of it, then it's just like, oh, I got this person just watching over my shoulder. I never felt like that. No. What it felt what it felt more like and I don't know if this is a, a nice
2: thing to say, but it felt very much like union work.
0: Because isn't it a union? It From, is union, but oh. it was
2: like uh, it was like real union like mentality. So you know, you would get there in the morning, and everyone would there would be like eighty people in the office, and eighty people would punch in within like ten seconds. They would all be standing there with their time cards, waiting for the moment that it was time to start, and all of them would be punched in immediately. And it was like, yeah, well, I'm not working any more than I have to, or this is the, what the union mandated time, and it, this is, it was the same way at the end of the day.
1: Interesting. It they just, probably wouldn't allow you to punch in early, though.
2: It yeah, it, it was very it was very controlled by
1: rules. It had it had it had a weird feel like that. Well, and do you know why that is though? Because it's a huge bureaucracy where they got people watching you all the time, so you have to be protected from another mechanism. But the the conversations
2: that I heard from the people were it was a much more unionized than it was about,
1: I, I'm sure it was union versus management is what it was, except for your management is like, has like police officer authorities and they can arrest you if you screw up. Yeah. And well, they, I mean, kind of, but
0: they also had like people that got go postal and there's all kinds of weird stuff that happens. Were you disgruntled at all? Did you go postal? No. Not there.
1: <laughs> so you were
2: gruntled? <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun, it was a stressful job. You, I'd, I'd got lost all the time there was no it was before gps i
0: just i just remember oh my god i couldn't imagine before gps because i would be i delivered it one two
2: three fake street
1: where tom lives on it would be terrible danny and i were living together at the time you know and i i just remember danny like getting up way before the sun came up like struggling to put on all of his like uniform crap and it was was weird because the
2: the hours for my job i was a temporary carrier were they would call you in the morning And if they needed you in early, you'd have to be there at six. And if they didn't, you'd have to be there at 12. So it's like, how do you, you can't really like go out the night before, right? Cause it's, you don't know what you're going to have, you know, what's going to happen in the morning.
0: That sounds like a terrible job, not knowing
2: what time you have to work at. And some days it would be 12 hour days. Cause if you don't know the route, it takes as long as it takes to deliver the mail. And some days it would be like four hour days. It was weird. It was stressful. But if you got on the
1: same route for like three days in a row, it became really easy. Yeah. And then can you imagine doing that for like 20 years on the same route and you get to find like the most cherry route? Oh, like- and they,
2: they bid for it. It's a big deal. Yeah. I, just, I was delivering in Minnetonka around Lake Minnetonka. Can you imagine how confusing that area is? Oh,
0: can- yeah. There's so many different ins and, and outs and alleys. And and
2: gates and, and communities that you can't go in and out. It was very strange. The yeah. the ones that were the hardest though were apartment buildings, because people moved in and out so often that you'd be at a, a mailbox and the names wouldn't match. If that mm. was much, that was the hardest stuff.
0: You just throw it in the slot. <laughs> I'd be a terrible. <laughs> just middle. shove it in there. I'd be like, yep, you're close. You're close. Sometimes you're close. Gosh, this is a weird tangent. Yeah, I think we should <laughs> get off of This is the strangest tangent we've ever been on, actually. Uh, yeah, it was weird. It was it interesting, was, though. talking about, about emu eggs, which are on sale right now. I'm sorry that we didn't have a lot
2: to say. Hey,
3: there, no worries. You know, chit-chat's not that bad either. I was
2: actually just thinking about you in a totally different context. Um, the, this show needs to end now. It's I, like, <laughs> Time out. (laughs) Here's what it was. So I was watching uh, a video of a sea rescue. Okay. And they had rescue swimmers. And they just dumped them in the ocean. And they had to swim to a boat and climb up a ladder and and get these... Because that's what you
0: used to do in the
2: Navy. Yep. And I was like, I remember talking about that on the podcast. And it was... Anyways.
0: (laughs) You must have hit the end of YouTube.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was a great video. It was super intense. The guy the dude legitimately risked his life to go rescue these people
0: yeah it was crazy they, they that would be terrifying to jump in like freezing cold water on purpose yeah very
2: scary okay Ryan, we appreciate you being here thanks for having me again so, guys pheasants on ice yep. february 5th be there and what what lake is lake george lake george out i of don't the, know what it is. it's lake, like lake george
3: uh, uh county park Okay. So, it, which is connected to Lake George? It's where the boat landing axis is on Lake George.
2: What city is it in? Technically, it's Cedar, Minnesota. Cedar. Okay, or so. just north of Andover. Yeah, gotcha. All right, so yeah, definitely get it, get over there and check that out. It sounds like an awesome time. I'd like to. See, maybe we should try to get out there. We should bring our kids. Be fun. Oh, we're out of song time now. Oh. <laughs> Shit. All
0: right. See you, Tom. See you, John. See you guys. We didn't swear the entire episode. You screwed it up at the end.
1: <laughs> 58 minutes of
0: perfect no swearing.
1: Bye, guys. <laughs>